everyone, welcome back to Blackout Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Preacher. This is Season 1, Episode 5, South Will Rise Again. Written by Craig Rosenberg, directed by Michael Slavis. This episode premiered June 23rd of 2016, and I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. I enjoyed it. It was a little disparate on the story side aspect once again but i think that hopefully maybe some of the pieces are starting to convalesce but i guess i'll find that out in the feedback (laughs) um we start this episode in ratwater we visit the cowboy story once again as he arrives in town to buy medicine for his daughter however at the apothecary Ah, I hate that word. Apocryphy? Apocryphy? <laughs> Apocryphy. There we go. It's told it'll be ready in the morning. <laughs> Hooked on phonics. Don't need it. Just need to say the word about 40 million times. He requests a room at the Rowdy Tavern, but only whore rooms are available, but he offers him the bartender a chair with a five dollar bottle of whiskey he also was talking to a man who was selling scalps with prices attached to the type of engine is what they call them indigenous people are killed including a child jesus christ the family he had seen earlier while buying medicine uh, is in the back room and the father was killed the mother is being raped and the child is forced to watch he's also approached by a preacher who made a joke about stroking his cock recognizing him but it's cut short when the preacher is pulled away all this foulness going around and you know he is not he's not reacting to it because he's on a mission his mission is to get the medicine and get back to his wife and child and if he had ignored everything he would have been successful in said mission however his conscience is pricked when he sees the kid that he spent the night with waving at him so he's worried about what would happen to that family goes back to ratwater even though he does not have any weapons and when he gets into town it turns out the family did not need his assistance as they are murderers of the indigenous people and he gets jumped after he smacks the preacher in the face after he recalled who he was plot twist the preacher when he humps out to humps when he limps out to his horse uh we find out that he was part of the confederacy because the preacher well the cowboy right Virginia had succeeded from the Union and Ohio was a part of the Union. And he said, I've never seen a man so in love with killing as you. So this was someone with a pretty awful past. (laughs) Well, he definitely wasn't fighting for my rights and freedoms. He, uh, the the Union, Jesus, soldier. I want to keep calling him the preacher. I guess I can call him that. He shoots his horse and now... He has to walk back many miles where he finds his wife and daughter dead. Crows on him. Seemed like for days, but maybe they just got there. Uh, it's really morbid scene. 
And of course, this teaches him, this is what happens when you try to do a good thing. The world does not reward you. And the awesome sight of those crows leaving the chimney definitely set the mood for what's about to go down. You can stop it. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. He is feeling very full of himself this AM and meets Emily at the diner, who doesn't know what's going on, but it feels weird. And he is soaking it up because this newfound godly influence in town is being, in his eyes, done through him. Meanwhile, I love that Tula brought Cassidy back home. Like, okay, so you're a vampire. Cool, cool. Um gonna let you go ahead and sleep that off i'll give you some clean clothes <laughs> but when he wakes she greets him casually sipping her coffee question he knows immediately what's up all right go on and ask no he doesn't have fangs no he doesn't turn into a bat no he doesn't sleep in a coffin unless he has to he thinks that the cross is a symbol of years of oppression slavery and hypocrisy and no it does not work on him she's like silver bullets that's a werewolf he says sunshine is legit but sunscreen helps as well as bundling up he admits he kills people but only the ones that deserve it and he doesn't crave human blood but it helps him heal now that her curiosity is satiated she tells him he can leave while she cleans cassidy asks if she can point him to the nearest place he can get some opiates she declines but does tell him where a hardware store is next to the strip club cassidy tells her the other night they had a moment where they kissed though she tells him it wasn't a moment she thought he was dying fair enough he says but he is too old to be playing games he's falling hard for her you cut me open and i keep bleeding keep keep bleeding she tells him well i got a boyfriend so um there's that and no it is not that guy passed out that's my uncle and she doesn't work at the whorehouse she sleeps there and he asks a whole bunch of questions uh she says sometimes she sleeps in her uncle's house too but she doesn't live here and once her boyfriend and her leaves or once her boyfriend leaves his stupid job they're going to leave town and get someone get who carlos I took two years to track him down. We're going to strap him to a table, cut his balls off, and stab him repeatedly in the eye with a screwdriver. And your boyfriend said no to this? First and foremost, Tulip is a whole-ass child. Prickly, defiant, emotionally stunted. (laughs) Her anger is such a defense mechanism. It is a way in which, like, she does not have any like there's no one we can see we know her mother was um you know taking care of business upstairs and not uh being a parent to her her father was not around no one taught this child how to be anything she has no guidance in her life and thus she grows up and it shows it shows that lack of emotional maturity the lack of like you know it's kind of like meeting someone on the playground for the first time when you're like eight years old like what do you want what do you want 
well i like you well i don't like you i got a boyfriend okay but we still can hang out (laughs) it's just there's there's a innocence to it despite how uninnocent it is it's not uninnocent doesn't feel like a word i just watched a clip on no um this is not related to anything but i had a whole another <laughs> like i hate people who are just bitches and they try to be a smart ass and i was watching this clip of jennifer garner on um conan and she's like um snuck is not a word you went to harvard and then that bitch pulled out the bible <laughs> pulled out the bible no he pulled out the dictionary <laughs> basically you ain't gotta go that hard trying to really show me up on my own damn show mind you and then i'm not gonna clap back at you you looking like a whole ass fool that's why i don't like when people go around like don't go around correcting how people speak just because someone does not say something at that moment does not mean you may not know it may be the vernacular maybe this that and the other thing or you may just be ignorant yourself and not up to times um now let's get back on topic (laughs) cassidy tells her if this guy did steal your future and you tracked him down after two years for revenge and your boyfriend still ain't going maybe he isn't the man you think he is cut to preacher her boyfriend jesse holding vigil once again in the diner and ignoring poor emily in the background just wants to be his preacher's wife donnie is in bed and does not want to go to work because of his troublesome time with the preacher but his wife betsy tells him sometimes she gets your ass whooped in a bar fight and the south will rise again (laughs) meaning you're down and not out certainly not the inspirational words uh i just have at the ready he recalls when he used to heal cattle and the look in their eyes before the bolt hit she tells him if he doesn't man up she's gonna fuck the guy in accounting (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty horrific how they kill cows i've watched it before that's why i appreciate a good state it's like no i'm not gonna let that sacrifice go in vain and not appreciate it that's what people did when they were farming back in the day now it's oh my god (laughs) look if you want to go vegan whatever but don't be looking at other people because some vegans like my ex who would stroll down that lane all of a sudden want to make you feel bad like whoa 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 you do you boo let me do me i respect the meat by eating it properly and seasoning it properly all right uh at the sundowner motel amongst stress eating they had a lot more than one bag of cheetos and you knew that was fewer fewer in the block are in the bathroom the block in the tub rehearsing how they're going to answer the phone with the block pointing out fior is well liked and sweet and they can destroy them if they don't get this right emily picks up the donations and plays the preacher's wife folding his clothes when she goes to take a leak tulip strolls in and gives her a look that reduced her to trash <laughs> while she was on the toilet she gets the location of jesse before closing the door on her because this ain't your home and when you go to the bathroom in someone else's house you close the fucking door uh before seeming kind of concerned about this eugene cooks dad an omelet but hugo is stressed the hell out 
with a son everyone wants dead and a wife that isn't there in a world that is getting less easy to understand did i skip this scene i feel like i did because there was one um with him and i feel like i didn't write it down oh yeah sheriff ruby looks in the backyard having heard a noise but he finds nothing with son eugene who he sends to bed however when he calls him upstairs eugene someone has been in the house as they left the shotgun and spray painted on the wall with an arrow to finish the job they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand so that is why he is very much at the brink um he decided to cut up his food for him and it's told before i will say was a good warning like why would you cut up my food for me i don't need you to do that and then you're gonna do it anyway so he snaps tossing the plate and telling his son if he wants to help he should finish the job like everyone states a very well acted scene because there's a part of him a terrible part of the father that meant it but only a bit as they stare off and eugene accepts that at least it's said as he goes and cleans up the mess but you see it pretty much destroys um hugo who's shameful of his words and thoughts because he does love his son and we've seen plenty of evidence of that a king hannon employee is looking at the pressurization before seeing that odin has called before we see odin has called the mayor to a meeting to apologize for his behavior with donnie nearby in a chair he wants to meet with the green acres folks because it's high time he get into the future after this bout of apparent depression donnie is appalled that preacher is continuing in his mind forcing people to act accordingly freaking out he asked what the preacher said to him and he said serve god the problem is which god is odin serving serve god can mean a lot of things my god could be pizza my god could be buddha my god could be <laughs> any of the many gods out there in the universe my god could look like satan so we have jesse this entire episode making these very bland um commands of people with no context he's letting the interpretation fall into the person and that's a mistake and i feel at the end of this episode it's a it's a premonition of exactly how much it's a mistake the mayor and odin toast to a new beginning after he tells donnie do you mind not shouting at me anymore jesse at the diner is now confessor to the whole town giving people platitudes with his power to address the concerns tulip shows up to talk about her concern she has a love of bad boys one in particular that shot a komodo dragon because he was looking at his woman <laughs> the dude's response she shouldn't put that booty on in the morning <laughs> that had me laughing especially the way she said it he tells Tula that he has changed but he really hasn't and um tells her she can be good too it's kind of a slap in the face though you're telling me who i am is not good enough for who he wants to become knowing what i know i hated this even more 
that bitch really said it is outside and she wouldn't let it in referring to eugene and then when she shows him where he's standing says keep it away from the windows people are eating these are the people that he's trying to save and thinks that are worth saving i get it you're supposed to be all christian like but this is why i'm not eugene wants to help his father as he shouldn't pay for his son's mistakes regarding the situation with tracy loach so this is our first indication something has happened between eugene and tracy uh it seems eugene feels it was definitely a wrongdoing or a sin and he rather accepts the fact that the town treats him in said way because of it uh jesse good intention or not intends to help the situation but does it in a completely violating manner and i'm just not sure how much leadway he should be giving for this because while yeah you want to go ahead and make this person's life better by having the town forgive him for something hey maybe the town like we don't know the full situation we don't know what the story is maybe he doesn't deserve to be forgiven and furthermore you forcing that upon a woman who genuinely hates him i think is (laughs) and you're not that stupid to not know it's almost as if you're saying this is the easiest way to do this instead of building that he didn't want to put the work in and that's where i'm just because uh, i've been around too many that really want to change and put in the work and they don't act like this this is why i have no empathy on the whole i want to change part because you're not really changing <laughs> you're just shortcutting whether you had a power or not that still doesn't make up for the fact that you know you told that girl to open her eyes you didn't go back and like she even asked can you pray with her again maybe you could have helped her do something else that's not what you're interested in you're trying to even do the bare minimum eugene senses that this isn't genuinely game but kind of goes along with jesse's cheer because he's humming in the truck a little bit later I, i just i felt really put off by that whole scene to see a mother who's genuinely upset with someone and you take her anger away her free will donnie reveals what the preacher did to him and that he has this power that he used on the bus driver and now on odin and despite the fact because i don't like donnie he's a jerk (laughs) he clearly um still thinks the south will rise again right he's not someone i'm gonna feel greatly about (laughs) the things that happened to him in a certain way because he did kind of bring it on himself he is also a person that having their free will taken away is a little traumatic betsy tells him sooner or later preacher will get his comeuppance tulip in her car sits outside a pharmacy and prepares to go inside and rob the place after uh, some serious critical thinking after all day preparing what to say in the hotel the phone stops ringing for fewer in the block tulip finds cassidy at the strip club and tells him she brought him a present of opiates are we going steady now even better we're in love they have sex in the back seat of her car though tulip is certainly being um responsive to jesse wanting her to be quote-unquote good 
Jesse is still offering stupid advice with his power, compelling people to do things like use your best judgment, which isn't great when the other person doesn't agree with you. Fior and DeBlanc find Jesse and tell him that time is up. They've gave him his black beauties. <laughs> they need what's inside him as it's an enormous power he shouldn't be using, but he's been using it a lot. He chose not to believe Cassidy, even though he knows his power didn't fall from nowhere. Well, it turns out he thinks it's God inside of him. And that's a big assumption considering if you think it could be God, it also could be the devil. Odin invites the Green Acres folks into his office, serves Brandy, tells him he should have done this a while ago for them. They're waiting for one more guy, but he asks Miles, should we just go ahead? And he says it's up to him. He's like, all right, then. He grabs a gun, shoots all three members of the Green Acres League. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <he>. Got him. <laughs> Apparently, he took Miles' sentiment very to heart. We grow or we die. We grow or we die, Miles. He then heals the last guy walking in late. How did you not hear those gunshots, sir? <laughs> How did you not hear those gunshots? And then he says, yup. Poor Miles. I just don't know what went wrong. And that is how we ended this episode. Definitely starting to, you know, ramp up of what's going on. And we definitely see that this power has some consequences. It's time for our favorite part to see what you thought about the episode. Let's jump into the feedback. I just watch. <laughs> hey Christina, is me shy. I'm here to talk about Preacher episode 5. Okay. <laughs> wow, this episode was uh <laughs> I don't even uh, crazy is a word I would use. Um bizarre just uh, I enjoyed this episode um it was uh wow uh, <laughs> uh the ending really threw me for a loop there so um uh, something told me when he was when um Quinn Cannon was being extra nice and I'm like mm, I don't know at first I thought he poisoned the the, the alcohol um and so that's why I was waiting on them to drink it and then something happened to him but nope he just uh yeah but I'll get to that in a second so this one uh, I'm just it's very I'm just it's very I don't I, I'm trying to put my wrap my brain around you know Je uh, Jesse's whole deal I mean obviously these powers I feel like these powers are corrupting him um and we learned that I mean he thinks it's God as we as you I think you alluded to before that is he was 
um, praying to God or you know look asking for a sign and then that thing entity uh, came and so he thought it was God and working through him and all of these situations that he's found himself in but we find we see that there's a consequence to these powers like we saw it with the guy who went to see his mom and literally ripped his heart out and so there's there's a side effect to him whispering this stuff to people I'm thinking um well the guy with the yeah so and then of course and to be honest I heard them taught say oh what's I don't remember their names now the angels I heard them say they were from heaven and they were angels but I didn't think that was true that's so I mean I heard them say it so it's so it not like I didn't I just wasn't I was like that can't be what they really are that can't be true right and so because I was doubting that I I didn't I didn't I kept questioning who they are if that makes sense so I know you were saying in the last podcast that um they basically said who they are I mean I did hear them say it but I wasn't I guess I should have been more clear I didn't think that was who they truly were because that seemed weird <laughs> I guess it's a word excuse me because it's like really y'all are angels y'all came from heaven and then that god was god is calling y'all on the phone and wondering what the heck is going on so um and they had a mission and apparently they're they didn't uh yeah they they've come across some roadblocks i guess that's the best way to put it on their mission and so they're trying to fix their mistake as they talked about in this episode um before the higher-ups found out but um like but it's god so wouldn't he know he knows all <laughs> so i guess that's why i was like it can't be really who they say they are because i'm like wouldn't he already know what y'all are doing and what's happening because he's all-knowing but anyway um <clears throat> so yeah but as far as jesse yes we can see he's on his power trip as again in this episode and um you know his version of laying hands on people and curing them of whatever their situation is and i will say it again and i and you know i agree with what you were saying about tulip and her upbringing and why she's the way she is i mean i understand all of that but at the same time it's like i i don't understand the extent of what she's you know um pushing this thing with jesse um i know they have this past they have this history but it's like i don't know it seems like a little bit over the top to me at at how extreme she's being in that regard um but yeah i know she's got a lot of issues and a lot of things that you know happened to her but it's like you know he's she's trying to force something that um he's not right in a place for right now like you might want revenge you might want to go after this carlos guy but that's not where he's at um whether or not you don't feel like he's legitimately changed is beside the point the point is for right now this is what he wants to do and for her to be 
you pushing the issue and you know going above and beyond just seems a bit much to me um but that again i mean i like tulip don't get me wrong i just think uh, it's a bit excessive her um stalking jesse to get him to go on this trip like he's not there yet he's not in the place to and then embarrassing him and you know doing all this stuff in public um i don't know but again i'm still getting to know the characters maybe and their dynamic is still a mystery anyways and you know their relationship but we see that cassidy is all about you know liking her and trying to get in the panties and he eventually did so and i'm sure there's a method to that madness of why she's doing that that we'll learn um so donnie donnie was cracking me up in this episode to be honest i mean this is like this is the guy that in episode one was being portrayed as this abuser and this um dominating figure you know abusing his wife the little kid comes to jesse and all that good stuff and then come to find out he's like a little pussycat in disguise <clears throat> seems like um i don't remember the wife's name seems like she wears more of the pants in the family than he does because he was a little bit oh <laughs> well, uh, yeah anyway so <clears throat> of course uh, the wife cracks me up talking about a 66 man let my child bring home a 66 though we're gonna have words i am not justifying no my kid getting a 66 i'm like uh no that's that's a d and in some aspects it's an f in some in some um states so yeah no not good enough young man get back get to studying um but yeah so donnie he was cracking me up when he was in mr uh quinn cannon's office and he was spouting that uh christian and you know just being this good person wanted to meet the green acres people and wanting to go into the future and he's like looking at him like what the hell is going on and of course he's smart he put two and two together and figured out that um jesse put the whammy on him as well but yes um of course we see at the end that i don't know if it wore off or it i mean i'm thinking it wore off I don't know because he was back to his old self at the so the thing I don't know I mean that's still confusing that part right there or didn't take all the way or it took but the entity has its own agenda and so of course that's what the angels were talking about Fjord and I forget the other guy's name Um, so obviously this thing is a lot more a lot more involved than what um jesse thinks it is um so that should be interesting um but yeah those are the main things and then we got eugene and his story and uh what's going on with him and so that'd be interesting to find out how the town reacts to him going forward <clears throat> did i miss something did I mean, I must have missed the link between him and Tracy, uh, cause I'm not understanding. I just, I must, yeah, I definitely missed it. So if you can explain that to me, 
about why they're calling him a murderer and he should have finished the job did he oh so did he was he so he was responsible for what happened to Tracy and then he tried to kill himself I'm guessing is what is going on um so yeah I'm drawing a blank so I must have missed that part and it's possible because sometimes I um when the episode is slow and I might miss a a scene or two (laughs) or fall asleep I don't know so it's very possible but that's all I have so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was shy with her feedback <laughs> that had me chuckling <laughs> she was like I didn't believe that they were angels this ain't Westworld girl it's uh <laughs> they mean what they say <laughs> But yeah, um, I guess I can accept just, you know, he's like, I was taking that face value. Um, but they did mention a major security breach and that something got away from their custody. So you're mentioning that isn't God all knowing. Well, we've also been told a lot of stories. Um, <laughs> they could definitely, um, they can definitely, uh, spin that um i won't say anything else because i really don't feel like i can say anything else um you stated the power is corrupting jesse what case would you like to build for that and that this is not jesse simply using the power doing jesse (laughs) and the reason why i say this because i've noticed a trend and you can correct me if I'm wrong or right, but I noticed you are a little bit more empathetic to male protagonists than female protagonists. And I think you're harder on female protagonists because you have more expectation of them, which means they can't do things that you may you yourself may not agree with, like this thing with Tulip. I think you see it as her chasing a man and that's not a good look that you would per se like to see someone doing but i have another take on that and we'll get to that in just a second well actually no we can get to it now because it's right in my notes i thought i had another note before then but um i do hear what you're saying that she is you know insistent rather insistent uh you said she's going to extremes uh i wish you had clarified on the extremes because I will just assume you're talking about her robbing the store and getting the drugs um, in this particular episode. I don't find either to be extreme in regards to anything with Jesse. I think that her robbing that store and her deciding to go find Cassidy was her choosing, like she doesn't want to give in to this whole, I need to be good. Like, Jesse's not kicking her out of his life. He's saying, no, I want you to stay here and do this thing. She's saying, I want to go find Carlos and do that thing. Um, So it's not even like he's telling her to step off and we don't have anything anymore. This is her boyfriend, someone she's invested in, someone she's known that she's since she was a child. This is a longstanding relationship here. Um, that she feels that she wants to fight for and yes her methods are a little crass but I think the that's just the character herself she's just um 
I wish I want to keep saying a prickly pear, <laughs> a porcupine. Um, but actually, you said something very interesting about Donnie that I think um, is fascinating to use there, but you didn't use that perception or you don't see that same through the same lens as Tula perceiving her behavior that way that what he is and she is is a front despite you know all he continues to represent for a lot softer um inside of a person right just what you see outside doesn't necessarily reflect maybe she's extra like that because inside she's extra gooey and maybe i relate to that because i'm a person like that as well um i have a very strong exteriors because that interior is very very sensitive <laughs> so there has to be a lot of brick walls and and i'm not saying i would be <laughs> like tulip is also a criminal that doesn't seem to she's not ashamed of who she is or embarrassed i know you said she went in embarrassed him everyone knows who preacher is and i think she really was asking for genuine i mean she could i've seen her be embarrassing i didn't think that was as embarrassing <laughs> as coming in and being like okay so this is the person i used to know like what happens if i like that kind of person and they're choosing not to be that person and then he's like well just be the person i want you to be we can be good and then she's kind of struggling with this idea of maybe just maybe she has to move on or she has to try being good one or the other so she is trying this way of being bad the way she wants it and she's at the we can see at the end when she's having sex with with uh cassidy that this isn't necessarily what she wants either she wants the person that she loves and there is love behind it i know she doesn't say it <laughs> but there is a, a strong bond and love between the two and i know you mentioned that you know you, you may need a little bit more context of the story before you can evaluate these characters and that's fair um, but i do think there's enough presently that really informs a lot of that context and it's going to be that way going forward i mean this is not the show that kind of tells you everything to know about the backstory to tell you how they're acting in the present some of these things are rather just put you know in the side <laughs> and i laugh because you're like well sometimes i might fall asleep <laughs> take a note or take a dose and for and not see certain things and and some of those things are in the back like the fact that her uncle's all over the place passed out i mean that's your guardian can you imagine what boundaries you've had it's kind of more inferring her life more so than it is showing jesse's life uh what else but i will say you will get a little bit like a lot more <laughs> on the meat of that uh and yeah i would say that they're both looking like i said in the podcast for ways to overcome something in totally different directions like i feel tulip thinks that if i can just get us past this one terrible thing that destroyed our future then we can move past it and get back to being who we were and then jesse's like i'm gonna take the full opposite of that and 
it feels more like an argument than her really making him or well, I guess she is being assistant. There's no debate about that. But she's getting his attention. Who's to say he walked away from that? I don't know. I don't know. But I feel as if it's a, more of a argument between two people than, you know, her just being an obnoxious, <laughs> um, as you stated, I, 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 the word choice. Maybe it's a different one, but you stated... Um, she was what was it i forgot already never mind uh she was going extreme i think that was the word you were saying so if you could clarify the extreme and what you meant to the, uh, by that um other than the her and the baby stroller in the middle of the thing now that was extreme uh, <laughs> but it also seemed to be a game they played so i think in the behavior of in the context of these two people to each other there's a lot of history that doesn't feel as if um either is acting in a way that the other would consider extreme if that made any type of sense uh i like what you said about donnie i think that was very perceptive yeah he is this person that comes off one way but he's also a man that cries into his wife's boobs saying, you know, please don't fuck the other guy because he needs to be this macho man. I, I think I talked about that previously, about that continued tradition. Sometimes men are what they've been conditioned to be from a very young age, and that's sad. And you would hope and want and pray that they would grow some intelligence beyond those adolescent years, but the more I read and learn, the more I find, you know, can you deprogram yourself from a cult without any assistance? <laughs> a little difficult, especially if that's your only um, space of acquaintance. It gets a lot harder. Um, we talk about God in the in the pod, so I'll leave that there. And the Tracy situation hasn't been fully explained yet. So there's more to come with that. So you didn't miss anything. But there is an indication that, you know, they both were involved in something. They're both shot. <laughs> Did he shoot her? Uh, did they have a suicide pact together, maybe? It doesn't matter because thinking in their eyes, whatever it is, suicide is a sin. So that's why uh, Eugene feels the way he feels. No matter what went down, he knows that he did something wrong that was against what he believed in. And that is our episode for this week. If you want to send feedback, blackrollcouch.gmail.com. You can also leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. If you have time, run over to iTunes, read podcasts, leave a review. Very much appreciate it. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blackroll magic.